you give with pure intention, you receive yeah. 10x. Yeah. You know, the people that fuck up with giving are the ones that in the back of their mind, they mm -hmm. say, well, I'm going to give, I'm going to make this event the best because it's going to help my book of business mm -hmm. or it's going to help. But when you give with pure intention, you can't lose. Yeah. Right. You really can't lose. Welcome to the Fuel Hunt Show. So tell me, you get like, you are, I was going to ask what I thought was a dumb question, which mm -hmm. is how long have you guys been cousins for? Yeah. And then I realized that's a stupid question. But then you guys told me it's not a stupid question. So talk to us. What, what do you mean? Yeah. So we are, we're cousins by marriage. So yeah. when did, uh, <clears throat> when did Jay marry your mom? Um, I was 11. So like 20 quick something math, years. Quick math, yeah, quick math. Like yeah. Like it's 20 something years ago, but it's funny. Like, um, I always had, my mom's the oldest, so I always had younger cousins. Mm -hmm. And Joey's like the first like bigger cousin I ever had. That I was like, I always looked up to him because he was like doing big things when he was like, he like had like a full time job, like right out of college. Like he literally like was like highly sought after tech guy over here. And okay. like, uh, so, and we always come dressed like to family parties, like highly elevated casual. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be like that guy. Like that's, and that's how it all really started. I need you yeah. to be my stylist. Yeah. That's what's that? I, I've toned it down over the years. This is like elevated casual, but before this it was suits. Yeah, so I, I would love to do that for you. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm not kidding <laughs> at all. I I just, listen, I just told my wife, I'm like, I need, I'm going to talk on more stages this year. I'm going to be on more podcasts this year. And this looks fine and cool, yep. but I want to, I want to have like a signature look that's not he could be in a gym training sessions. You yeah. know what's interesting? You the from the neck up, you got a very put together look. Like you, Thank you. you know, I a love fresh it. Yeah. Fade, a fresh not fade, bad nice from the neck up. Trim. The rest yeah. is a yeah. disaster. Well, from, a de from, <laughs> <laughs> from a design standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, like what, not so uh, good from here to here yeah, or 15, from here to 15 here. Fifteen percent like, of you is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The other, the other fine. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I got a guy in Philly. Um, if you're serious, we've established that your uh, ride to Philly is pretty peaceful. Yeah. Right? Or at least it was today. So I got a guy in Philly to hook you up. Give okay. Us, uh, signature style, custom suit. Yeah, yeah. Are those yeah. jeans from Commonwealth Popper? They are. Yeah, yeah nice. Shout out um, Commonwealth Popper. Yeah. yeah, they're nice. I don't know if any, I mean, I'll, I'll take a custom suit if it, you know what? No, I do need a new suit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's well, do it. They, custom, do they do denim. custom denim, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Let's, Connect. All right. Yeah. I need someone to say, listen, the shape of your body, the shape of your face, the shape of your ears. Yeah. He can right? do that. He can do you that. Need, yeah, you need does. this. He yeah. can do that. He does full, they do full closet audits. So they'll come to your house, go through your closet, get rid of this, get rid of that, get rid of wow. this, replace it with all custom stuff. Well, what's in my closet is yeah. a bunch of t-shirts that say active life yeah. on them. <laughs> um, and then what's in my drawer yeah. is a bunch of stuff that either says fuel hunt on it. <laughs> Or it says um, active life on it. Seriously, that's that, yeah. that's about it. I have, some, I have some good life t-shirts and they're V-necks, and that's that's all I got. All right, so the good life stuff will probably go, but the fuel yeah. hunt stuff staying. Yeah, it's definitely staying. It's good. definitely staying. Yeah. Um, so you asked me a good question before we started, and I really appreciated the the nature of the question because there's a sign behind you that says, "Comfort is a slow death, prefer For pain." pain. Yes. Right, and and you were asking, "Hey, uh, are you?" good with that like i know what your company does and i want to make yes. sure that that's cool uh how do you guys describe pain when you're saying prefer pain yeah so um of course i'm gonna i'm gonna ask that question because one of the things is uh you you want to help people be pain free right and still do what they love right mm -hmm. that, that's that's correct so preferring pain i figured maybe would not jive with uh with that but mm -hmm. the way we uh explain pain 
is that it precedes your power. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the seed of your power, right? Nothing that is worthwhile doing is easy. Mm -hmm. There's some difficulty, there's doubt built in, right? There's fear, there's painful emotions, and some sometimes it's downright painful physically, right? Mm -hmm. In the gym, you know, things like that. So pain is a, a, a predecessor of power, and that's mm -hmm. the way that we describe it in the so community. The, the reason I like it is I look over there at a trust hard work sign mm -hmm. is because the way I interpreted it was similar to what you were describing. It was the way I was interpreting it was the idea of you're going to feel pain and that's going to cause you to change. And that change is going to be an elevation of who you are. <clears throat> the way we describe pain is it's a negative emotional response to irritation. So I feel something. I don't like that. I've got to change. So it, it actually jives. Like, I, I don't think our clients would prefer to stay in pain. Right. So the literal interpretation of it, which yeah. I don't think is what you mean anyway. So I really, yeah, exactly. I actually liked it behind this. It, yeah, exactly. It's funny because your, your clients don't prefer to stay in pain. However, um, they still want to do things mm -hmm. that require endurance, right? Yep. And, and the appetite for pain yeah, well, after they're healed. The, I go ahead. The painful part for them is doing the hard work and getting outside of their comfort zone and coming to you and doing what's necessary to get mm -hmm. out of pain. It's, yes. Yeah. So that's where the pain comes up. People like to comment on our posts and our ads, like say, like oh, for pain, like yeah, like it's some alpha thing. Yeah, but really, you know, nowadays no context. Dude. Like nobody wants context. So <laughs> everything three seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, we just posted something the other day. You know, it's a swipe. <clears throat> Uh, the first slide triggered everybody. Nobody sw took three seconds to swipe to the second slide. And what was on the, the first slide? Did, was it like well, people it did, in jock straps? It did stuff? say it did say you're still not good enough. But it was it, which you're is not. true. Like, exactly. See, this is you get it, right? But, and that's what either an eagle or you're not. So yeah, yeah. Either, you're one of the, either you're an eagle or you're not. That's, yeah. that's you're one of the few yeah. or you're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, the community understood it immediately, but uh, the rest of the internet. But that's uh, what our friend Stu Brower talks about all the time, right? The fifty-one forty-nine. We. As much as we would like the 49 to become 48, the reality mm -hmm. is they're 49. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and if we're talking to a group of... I made this mistake over the last three years, frankly. 2020 kind of rocked me a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll share why. It wasn't like a... I'll just share why. It was a great year for business. Mm -hmm. Because when shit hits the fan, I'm the guy you want with you. Because yeah. I'm like, I'll be a dictator. I don't have to think about feelings. Let's just go. Yeah. And... It grew the company and I got a lot of like good feedback and a lot of critical feedback around the way I was talking. And so I started to, things are going well. So it was easy for me to say, okay, well, let me manicure it back, manicure it yeah. back, manicure it back. And then eventually I'm looking at my language and I'm like, dude, you sound like you don't believe in anything. Yeah. Everything is too soft. So now I've kind of taken those gloves off and trusting myself more. And I'm getting a lot more of what you're describing yeah. and people... I'm sure you get this too. And this is something that's actually interesting to me. People will come in and be like, oh, you just posted that for the clicks. Yeah. I'm like, well, hold on. First of all, we're on a social platform mm -hmm. where the point is to make sure people see stuff and click on stuff. Yep. And second of all, did, did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you guys deal with that? So, yeah, we've, uh, in the beginning, I think we were kind of, we were guilty of that too, you know, manicuring mm -hmm. how we really felt, you know, wearing the velvet glove over mm -hmm. the iron fist type yep. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now we're much more iron fisted. And, you know, I think what brought that about was 
when we started to actually come out with our beliefs, the rules of the few, like how we live, we found our people and that validated you so, know, us. But the, that they're still the few, not the many. You know what I mean? And you're going to get comments from the many. And to be honest, I, I was telling Drew, like, I'm in my Bruce Lee era now. Like, I'm just, I, I could give a fuck. Like, I know my people. I know what mission we're on. We're mission driven. And that's that. All right. So now we obviously have to go backwards. What yep. are the rules? What's the mission? Yeah. So our mission, our big mission is to restore the dignity of hard work. Um, that's our big, uh, our big mission. We are a community that lives by a code of conduct. Like nowadays, everybody thinks of us as a clothing company, right? Which we are now. Yeah. But we started, that's a facet of us. Right. I don't think of you as a clothing company, to be clear. That's because, well, that's because you're awesome. Number yeah. one. You're, <laughs> you're our you. people, right? Thank you. Um, so everybody thinks of us that way. Most people <clears throat> think of us that way nowadays. But our roots are as a community, a community that lives by a code of conduct to create change in society. That change is created by living the rules of the few so that we can strengthen ourselves first and in turn strengthen society, restoring the dignity of hard work. There's 11 rules of the few. Um, one of them is prefer pain, mm -hmm. right? Uh, as you see on the flag. Um, but that's really the rules of the few. They're, they're our code of conduct that, that we live by. Um, they cover everything from giving to pain to risk to uh, a pledge to die growing um, my favorite and the, the last bonus rule is you are who you hunt with, right? Like, which mm -hmm. embodies yep. that rule embodies our mission and our community in that single sentence. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I don't see many clothing companies out there with codes of conduct. Uh, I don't see many clothing companies out there who, um, get emails like we do that say, uh, I don't, I can't order a shirt from you because I haven't earned it yet. People say that to you? All the time. <clears throat> That's I get emails. Cool. I get emails all, literally all the time. Hey, I'm on your list. I love your emails, Joey, but just want to let you know I haven't placed an order yet because I haven't earned the shirt. How do you respond to that? <clears throat> Sorry, Drew, you were going to say something. Uh, back to the, 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 the rules, it's like it shows everyone what it is we stand for and what we hold true is our values. Hmm. And when you're spending your hard-earned money that you work hard for, on a piece of clothing or anything, you're telling the world, like, this is what I stand for. This is the values I, mm -hmm. I relate to. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what's so important about having them for us. That's what I see you guys as. I see you guys as an identity brand, not as a clothing brand. The, clo the clothing Absolutely. to me, like, I'll be honest with you, because I've been lying the rest of the time, right? So <laughs> I'm sorry being honest. When I throw a fuel hunt shirt on, mm -hmm. I feel like I need to carry myself differently. I can't, right. I can't show up to a Muay Thai class in a Fuel Hunt shirt mm -hmm. and be like, I just need to take a quick break. Yep. No, I, I think that's why, you know, that's part of the reason why I get the emails I do. And to mm -hmm. answer your question, I do tell the few, I tell the members of our community, like, listen, like, it's about your work, not your win. So they'll say, hey, look, I have 10 more pounds to lose. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pick up a blade of <clears throat> tea. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to wear that. And I'm like, wait, 10 more? How many have you lost? Oh, right. 70. Yeah. Okay, wait, you're one of the few. It's about the work, not the win. <laughs> right. So gear up, you know, and a matter of fact, it's on me, you know, mm -hmm. to celebrate that, you know, your weight loss journey. Right. Um, but you, you hit the nail on the head. There is an, there is an, and it's been there since day one, there's an unspoken accountability. When you wear Fuel Hunt, you know, mm -hmm. 
You mm-hmm. have to carry yourself differently. You have to perform differently because you're being watched. Mm-hmm. And not by everybody else, but by the few. There is a person that's in your state or in your city that put on that same shirt and they showed up and they showed out and they're putting out and you must do the same. It's a personal responsibility thing. I, like mm-hmm. The last thing in the world I want to think of myself as is a fraud. Mm-hmm. So no matter what I'm doing, it, this even, even when I'm not wearing the gear, right? I, I show up as who I say I am. Yeah. And when I'm wearing your gear, I understand that there is a level of standard that you guys are upholding as a community. And so when I'm putting that shirt on, I feel as though, in a way, I'm representing you. Mm-hmm. And so now if somebody sees me going soft, taking the easy way out, whatever it is, they're going to identify your brand as, as just a regular, normal brand. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, then we'll be, you know, we'll be Nike. <laughs> and, and to a certain degree, like yeah. this, this is this is the way I look at it, right? When somebody wakes up in the morning and they put on Nike, the mm-hmm. last thing they're thinking about is there's somebody in my city or state that's putting the same shirt on that's living by these standards, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show up because I'm accountable to those standards as well. What they're thinking is, uh, I put this on; it's socially acceptable, it's cool, and professional athletes wear it. Like there's mm-hmm. no. They're completely different things, yeah. You know, and we recognize that from the beginning, and that's why you know we built the community that we did. Well, so this is what we wanted. This I, is this I is the goal. About, I want to hear about the beginning because this is like this is not something that, <clears throat> at least I don't believe, you could start, and then be like, oh guys, hey, we're gonna go back in time. Uh, we actually work hard around here. So yeah. how did you do that from the beginning? Yeah. So uh, we worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's been a long journey, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long journey. We started in um, Rumblings of Fuel Hunt in 2016. <clears throat> okay. Right? Uh, actual formation of Fuel Hunt the Community in 2017. And notice what I said, Fuel mm-hmm. Hunt the Community, because mm-hmm. there's no fucking clothing. I'm sorry, can I curse on your show? Yes? <sighs> I hope so. Yeah. Um, so I did. <laughs> no, no, clo- no clothing, right? Um, just community. And what we were doing was in long-form content, blog posts, Instagram posts, we were putting out messages about the work, mm-hmm. what it felt like to do hard work, what it felt like to try to build something great, right, to, yeah. to an extent. Oh, yeah. Um, what it felt like to be alone on that journey, right? And not from a victim standpoint, like, woe is me, I'm working hard and nobody's working hard with me. Um, Just the reality of the fact Mm -hmm. that when you have high standards, um, a lot of the work that you do is going to be in silence, in the darkness, and alone. So we started putting that content out there, and that's how we started building the community. It wasn't until 2019 that uh, the community started to say, prefer pain, like, our comfort is a slow death. We want... We want this on apparel so we can represent who we are as a community and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's when clothing came into the mix. You know, so from the very beginning, it was, um, even before clothing, it was yeah. very difficult. It's difficult to build an authentic community. Mm-hmm. You have to be that person. You know what I mean? Like you can't, oh, I'm going to build a community of hard workers. And really in the back of your mind, you're thinking, because one day there's going to be a payday for me. Right. Like you have to have that mission from the gate. Yeah, when Joey and I first started rumbling or talking about it, he was a somewhat of a, men, a mentor or confidant for me, and we had already both experienced success in our business lives. I mean, that we worked together in, and um, he said to me on the phone one day, "It's like it's like everybody's like we say, everybody wants to eat, but few will hunt." And I was like, "What the fuck did you just say, dude?" Like I was like, "That's fuck," because I was in sales, as you know, and I was mm-hmm. 
I was like, that gets me fucking gassed up. Dude. Like, I gotta put that on a shirt ASAP. Yeah. And I printed like 12 of these shirts. Like, we did like a whack <laughs> shirt and yeah. printed 12 of them. And then we just like had them, right? Me and Joe, we were wearing them, giving them to our uncles. Like, yeah. And um, then we started, we were like, all right, like, we gotta find other people that think like this. And then we, we were toiling, like, we would spend over a day writing these blog posts, like, and these, and these Instagram it's posts. Like, we would just, wild. like, back and forth, like, they could tell we were, like, so perfect. And we would post them and get one, like, to our, <laughs> with our 100 followers. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was like, yeah. damn, we're fucking working so hard, like, to do this. And then we... Like, where, where are people at? Yeah, like, we yeah. thought that it was, like, you know, build it and they will come type thing, mm -hmm. you know, post yeah. a couple times. Um it, it, it took a while. So we kept grinding, kept posting, and then one day we were like, oh, like, let's uh, post this shirt that we have that we made a year ago. And like we posted it, and people were buying it. And they're like, oh, we didn't know you even had this. And like it was like it was like yeah. basically buried on our site, too. Like there was like, yeah. and we're like, oh, shit, if we want people to buy something, we have to tell them about it. There was so. no selling environment. Like yeah. it was literally all like, hey, this is who you are. This is who we are. We work hard. This is our identity. Let's band together. Let's make a change. Well, in so. Society. Sorry, I didn't yeah. cut you off. Mm -hmm. There you go. There's, there's making a shirt and selling it, right? And then there's adopting the mindset of, oh, people would rather buy from us than just consume our content. Mm -hmm. Because there, and I, I love that you guys recognize that. There's mm -hmm. this toxic, I don't know, fear or, or allergy to money, to asking, to putting an offer out there and letting people pay you for it and being proud. I want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I want to make a lot of money doing things that make other people happy, that inspire other people. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating to me is that you guys started getting more attention, more love when you finally started selling mm -hmm. because a sale isn't actually an ask. It's an offer. It's a welcoming into our world. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Yeah, really, really well, really well said. Really well said. Yeah. And there was such a hard correlation because we had pure intentions, whether we were making an offer and selling something or we were just giving we were just giving yeah. of our content for free. Like they're correlated together. It was the same value that they were receiving, you know, uh, an affirmation of identity and the fact that they weren't alone. Like mm -hmm. there's other people out there. We glazed over how that conversation started yeah. it started because we were seeing trends in society you know we were seeing shortcut seeking right we were seeing victim mentality we were seeing entitlement yeah. mm -hmm. like that's really what sparked the beginning yeah. of the community combating all of that and it just so happens that hard work's the antidote you know to those things surprise surprise it all, <laughs> the reason i feel exactly. like it all worked out is that we were so like one of our core values is to, to get give right like give first and we were always like literally we were like all right let's just pour so much value into these people that are following us and engaging with our content mm -hmm. that like there's no way we can lose mm -hmm. yep. and we've stuck true to that but to i was in sales previously and to your point like if you're selling something you truly believe in you have there's no hard feelings in selling you're you're not like mm -hmm you're not worried about what people are going to perceive you as because mm -hmm. you know that what you're selling is the problem, the solution to their problem. And it's going to add value to their Correct. Mm -hmm. And so like when we're telling you to come by Fuel Hunt, like we're not, I don't feel mm -hmm. sorry. I'm not like, oh, like I shouldn't be pitching my product because I know if you're one of us, you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we just had a conversation. We, your example was when I put on Fuel Hunt, mm -hmm. right? I know I have to live to this standard. Yep. So, Again, there's a correlation. It's 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 all about identity and 
we never, uh, we, I wish we, well, I don't wish, but I, I wish I could say that we had some master plan of like, give, 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 and then drop the bomb where it's like, make all these offers type thing. It was never like that. It was like, how can we wrap each and every community member in so much value that they grow and they improve their lives? Well, that's why I wanted to partner Active Life with you guys. <clears throat> you know, I, and, and for the record, every single engagement I've had with either one of you in every environment has mm -hmm. been exactly what you just described. So I'll give some, some backstory here. First time Drew and I met, mm -hmm. Drew owned a women's only fitness club yeah. and he was selling um, like merchandise yeah. that I could buy and put my logo on. Yeah. And he hooked me up with a bunch of uh, like, I don't know what you call them, the, the, the cups, like yeah. the, mm -hmm. you know, the stainless steel cup mm -hmm. that keeps your stuff cold. Sure. And he crushed it, yeah. crushed it. And, and I, I didn't know him, and he wasn't making a ton of money on it. It was like an order of 100 cups or whatever it was. It was like... Slim margins, too, with you. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, listen, I, I, gotta, I gotta get mine, you know? I work hard. Just hard work, bro. Uh, and then... Then you, I find out you're the Fuel Hunt guy, right? You're one of the Fuel Hunt yeah. guys. I come see you guys in the city, and we talk about... I'm, I'm like, I want to I wanna brand Active Life with Fuel Hunt hmm. on a shirt because... Your audience is exactly who we want to be working with because mm -hmm. what we do is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And it takes a very special kind of person to do it, to not complain about the work, to be successful, mm -hmm. and then to go out into the world and tell people that they have this option. Yeah. And I know that you guys have that audience. And when I brought it up to you, you were like, yeah, well, let's do it. Let's throw it on a shirt. We'll you tell me what you want to do. We'll get it done. Yep. I was like, well, what can I do for you? And you said, Look, we're just going to give first and we'll see, we'll see where things go. So mm -hmm. I, would, I just want to let everyone know that everything you just said is 100% true. I think, um, you know, nowadays people miss the fact that when you're building something, you have to be what it is. Like mm -hmm. You have to be the brand, Yeah. you know? And I don't even use the word brand to describe Fuel Hunt. I use the word bond, mm -hmm. you know, which shouldn't surprise um, either of you. But you've got to be it. You've got to live it. You know, people can feel that. That's mm -hmm. why when you put on a Fuel Hunt t-shirt, you feel that energy because you know, you know, not only the rest of the community, but the people behind it are living that mm -hmm. standard, yeah. you know, that identity. Well, it's, it's the people who, for me, the, the community is one thing. <clears throat> I want to honor the guys who made it. You guys put effort into the design, effort into the language, effort into uh, the photos that you took. You have a certain tone of color and attitude that comes across mm. in the photos that exemplifies an identity and for me to wear it and then just disrespect it is disrespectful to you guys mm. so i can't do that mm. and I, I want you know i was recently to, to echo what you were just describing i went to an event this weekend for my friend gabrielle line it's called the uh forever strong summit mm. <clears throat> i wasn't speaking i wasn't on a panel my whole thought was like i'm gonna go attend and I'm just going to try to make this event better for everybody who's there so that Gabrielle gets top reviews. Mm. Not about me. They're not going to mm -hmm. write, this guy, Sean, and I met. They're just going to write, this event was amazing. Yeah. And I got more opportunity from that yep. than I've ever gotten from anything else. And I had no intention to get opportunity from it. Yep. Uh, yep. <clears throat> you hit on a lot of things there. But one, of our, one of the rules of the few is to get give. One of our core values as company if you want the company is we give first mm -hmm. right and we always talk about that when you give with pure intention you receive yeah. 10x yeah. you know the people that fuck up with giving are the ones that in the back of their mind they mm -hmm. say well i'm going to give i'm going to make this event the best because it's going to help my book of business mm -hmm. or it's going to help but when you give with pure intention 
you can't lose. Yeah. Right. You really can't lose. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we've done since day one. So. Well, the, the, the funny thing about that is, <clears throat> for a while, I was doing what you just described. Mm -hmm. Right, like I, I was trying to give, 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 always with the what, what's going to come back? Like, when does yeah. this come back to me? When? And so what happened was I wasn't actually able to give enough. I thought I was. Uh -huh. I thought I was, but I wasn't able to give enough. Yep. Yep. And so that didn't come back. And everyone always understood there's an underlying, he's waiting for something else. So I can't even take what yeah. he's trying to give. Yeah. Uh, because I can't guarantee I'm going to reciprocate. Yes. yes and yes. so one of the things I try to tell anybody young coming up right now, not to say that I'm old, but someone newer in the industry, is you have an expectation and everybody can feel it. Mm -hmm. When you lose the expectation, you'll have the opportunity to get. Yeah, absolutely. That was very well said. And it's the law of reciprocity. Like the universe knew, like it knows that you're waiting. And it's very easy when you're getting started in anything to get to retract right like we're like like we probably sound so fucking crazy like hey when you're coming up give everything away mm -hmm. yep. and it's like well that's what you need to do to yep. build goodwill and and essentially show everybody like hey i'm a like i'm a good person that's someone you should be working with right mm -hmm. like because without that like people wouldn't believe in what we were doing to, the, to this day yep well, what I love about what you just said is you went into the woo-woo a little bit. Right? The <laughs> universe knows. And it's like, well, hold on a second. I'm supposed to trust hard work. Uh, I'm, I'm going to prefer pain. And I'm waiting on the universe. Yeah. And I, I love that you were able to bring those two things together because yeah. it's true. It is. Right? It's like you trust hard work because the world understands hard work is where results live. You prefer the pain because you understand that on the other side of pain is all the bliss that you want. You can't get there without the pain. Yep. And so you become addicted to the chase because of what you get from it. Yep. Uh, and by the way, sometimes you don't get anything that you wanted. <laughs> Many you just, times. You just get the pain. Many times. So let's go to that because yeah. you made a post recently mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh, God, this guy's singing to my soul. Yep. It was something along the lines of, you know, 99% of the time, it's a shit sandwich. And then 1% <laughs> of the time, yeah. good stuff happens. And you, you're an entrepreneur for the 1% of the time. Absolutely. And it made me feel at home because... When you're, when you're running your own company, people ask you from the outside, the number one question is what? How are things going? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the answer I want to give is like, how much do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. How much, I always say, how much time do you have? Yeah. Yeah. Or I say good, either right. one. If, 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 if I'm not going to get into it, but I say, how much time do you have? Yeah, you know it's, I mean? but it, it's just a bad question. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad question because if, you, if you've ever owned a business, mm -hmm. something is going poorly. Mm. Yes. And the only thing you're able to think about is the thing that's going poorly, yeah. no matter what we do. So talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we, we, we actually did an episode of the Fuel Hunt show, uh, the truth about entrepreneurship, because entrepreneurship, and this isn't a new thing, it's been glorified. It's been glorified probably since, I don't know, maybe early 2000s, started mm -hmm. becoming glorified. Gary Vee took it to another level. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a, um, and this is what I said on the show, it was a solution, but I believe that entrepreneurship is a problem. It's the biggest fucking problem that you will introduce into your life ever, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because 90% of the time you are treading water. 9% mm -hmm. of the time you are drowning mm -hmm. in said water. 1% <laughs> of the time you are walking on the water. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's that 1% that makes it absolutely magical because that's when you see the impact, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, the impact of your big mission, mm -hmm. whether it's a client, right? 
that mm-hmm. now returns to what they love to do pain-free in your, in your world or in our world, well, kind of the same thing, actually. Yeah. You know, someone that returns back to training after recovering from an injury that was difficult on them mentally and physically, someone on a weight loss journey, someone that's now a doctor, got their doctorate, someone that started a family, bought their first home, Going through divorce, recovering from alcoholism. Yep. Like anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have run, our, our examples in, in the fuel and community run the gamut. Right. You know, the, to that point, the, the most powerful, I'm in the DMs like every day. And I'm just like, the most powerful one we got was like, like you saved me. Like this person was going to like told me the story that we're going to commit suicide like the day before they reading one of our posts. And it was loaded like, 38, yeah. loaded 38 special. Go on. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just got into the deeper talks of the, the um, situation, but like he just thanked us like profusely for like saving his life, and I was like, "Wow!" Like he, this is. He emailed in, and he said that this week was his last week. Literally, that's what he said. This is my last week to get it all right, which is crazy that he was trying to write like his yeah. personal stuff, his professional stuff, his family stuff. He's, I'm going to give myself this week, right? Saturday is the day. If I don't get it all straight by Saturday, I got my loaded 38 ready for me he saw thursday's post so we were in at the wire like that's too close for comfort for me mm-hmm. thursday to saturday and he was he saw that that post on thursday and he was like look like number one i'm putting too much pressure on myself this is unrealistic yeah. for me to write my life in a week uh number two i can do this like he literally believed it. i mm-hmm. i can do this and i'm like fuck yeah dude you can what was the post you know what was the post i have no idea I forget the actual, the actual. Well, that's the crazy thing, right? Because it's like, you guys probably wrote that post like, this is good. This represents us and threw it out. Yep. And didn't think anything beyond that of it. Mm -hmm. And then this guy's like, you saved my life with an Instagram post. Wild. Wild, right? And we're, you know, look, man, like, I don't want it to sound like we're coming down from the mountain. Like we're putting stuff out on social media. That's like. You're not. But. You know, it it is. It's the 1%. That's the best way I can explain it. It's the 1%. I was going to say too about the, the post. Like it's. Everyone has that power within them to write the, the words that we do. Mm-hmm. It's just that Joey and I just take the time to reflect on our scars and our stories that that and and practice creative writing that allows us to tell them in a different way that people that resonate with people. That's going to hit you. Yeah. You know, it's going to hit you and wake you up. Well, and and I think you said something important there that I want people to hear. Everybody has it in them to do it. That doesn't mean you can do it today. Yeah. It means you have it in you. To get better than you are today, to be able to do what you're doing eventually. And for some people, that's going to be fast. And for some people, that's going to be much slower. Uh, I heard, I forget who it was this weekend who said it, but it was really smart. It was the idea of find yourself a mentor you'll never catch. Mm-hmm. Find yourself a mentor you'll never catch. And what that, what, what that was intended to be was you're, you find someone you want to get help from. Yep. And then that person is going to keep improving. Because that's who you want to mentor you, Mm -hmm. not somebody who isn't going to keep improving. So you're never going to catch them. Exactly. Yep. Another core value of Fuel Hunt, never peak. So that's one of our, we never peak. It's one Mm -hmm. of our core values as a company. Right. Right. It appears in rules of the few, but one of our core values as a company, because that's what we want. Like we want continual growth to the grave. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I love that. You guys are in the middle of something really interesting, and we are too. And I think everybody hits it, and then they have to decide what to do with it. And that's the aim for scale, mm-hmm. right? the, the attempt to grow to something bigger. For people who've never been an entrepreneur before, what I want to explain is there's a moment in time when you're hitting profitable revenues to the point that you can live a certain kind of lifestyle that you couldn't live before, but you can't grow. 
So you're making a decision of, okay, if we want to grow, mm -hmm. I got to either in your case, order a bunch more inventory, step up marketing. I imagine bring on more staff. In our case, it's similar, just no inventory. Mm -hmm. And that cuts into all of the profit, if mm -hmm. not beyond that, mm -hmm. just for the chance you can keep growing. And I used to watch movies and be like, why didn't the drug dealer just stop? Yeah. Right? Like you were doing fine, bro. Yeah. And you had a it's like Tony, why did to Canada? You, Tony, yeah. did you need the tiger? Exactly. Like did you need the yeah. tiger? Exactly. Yeah. So talk about talk about the difficulties of aiming for scale when you already have something good and it's like, all right, well, we're going for something epic. Yep. I think first and foremost, who would we be if we rested on our laurels? Like mm -hmm. we we are asking our community to take a pledge of growth to the grave personally, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, in their in their lives, who would we be if we reached a pinnacle as a company and said this is good enough? You're still not good enough, mm -hmm. just like our post said the other day. So again, it goes back to my comment of you know being mm -hmm. the bond, being the brand. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the way I look at it. Like there's never a moment where I say to Drew, "Hey, we're doing pretty well. Let's just hang here for a moment." Like. And there's also never a moment where I say, hey, we can't hang here. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're both in lockstep. Like we know we're just going to take it to the moon. And then once we're on the moon, you know, look what, out. What other planets? And decide where we're going to head next. Like that's the way it's going to go. It's not even like a question. It's like because like we, we embody the Kaizen approach like every day better. So it's like what's next? It's, mm -hmm. it's always. And that might be a fault. And it might make our lives harder. But that's just the way we choose to live. Yep. And and the to answer your, to comment on your entrepreneurship uh, statement was like every a quote I didn't this is not a jury be original quote but it's like everybody has dreams but few will actually achieve them because they run out of time or money before they do mm -hmm. and that's one thing that sticks with us the most is like when you're starting an entrepreneurial journey like that is one thousand percent a true statement yeah I think it's a mistake and I've made it and and kind of edited my mindset. To have the dream be an outcome. Yes. Yeah. Right. So my dream now is a life of freedom without compromise. Mm -hmm. that, and that's our mission statement. Mm -hmm. And so why, why that? Because, well, I get to wake up every day and live my dream. Yep. Mm -hmm. And would I like to expand my opportunities? Of course I would. But if, if I can keep going, like it used to be really hard the way that you were just describing. And it's still hard, but I mean, mentally, like, when am I going to get there? When am I going to get there? When am I going to get there? Yeah. You know when it clicked yeah. into place? When you were there. I, was it? No. You realized. I was on a hike in mm. Arizona with my wife, Sedona, Arizona. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful we're, place. Yeah. yeah. So we're hiking to a place called Devil's Bridge. Yeah. And we get to the top. I'm like, all right. Overhyped. And then we start walking back down. And person after person after person was asking, hey, how long till we're there? How long till we're there? How long till we're there? Until finally I stopped somebody and I was like, hey. I need you to turn around for a second. You see that? And they're like, oh yeah, it's a really good view. And it's this huge vista of like a valley that you wouldn't turn around to look at until you're coming back down. And I said, look, that's a better view than what you're going to see at the top. Yep. You're already there. Yeah. And, and so powerful it, it, that I, I just, I looked at him like, stop doing that in your business. Yep. Or in life too. Right. Like that's, yes. I, we get hit with memories from the, from the basement or from our, uh, Flawless 1.0, like our first gym. Now we're in like a 5,000 square foot facility, but we were our 1,000 square Which foot box. Dope, like, by the way. This place is yeah, so cool. Yeah, it like, smells like, good. and I comp like all my all our friends, like I specifically Nikki Rod, uh, 
uh, professional grappling uh, athlete. Uh, and one of, Gordon Ryan's foot. Yeah, one of our athletes and, and friend of ours. He told the story on his podcast the other day about like how he was like uh, grinding every day, like traveling to and from New York, living on like friends' apartment, like fours. And I commented, I was like, the dream. Like that is the dream. Like, this is the dream. Like what we're yeah. doing every day, waking up and having the opportunity to chase your dreams is is the dream. So yeah, joys in the hunt, not the feast. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The thing is though, and this is where I think you and me and any entrepreneur who's like who understands this is the grind i chose and enjoy Mm -hmm. i think people can miss something very important when we talk about it this way and that is that there has to be an intentional collection of skill development Mm -hmm. that goes along you don't get to just work hard and not develop right you guys were talking on our break about copywriting Mm -hmm. so i would love for you to use that as an example of it's not just grinding away doing the same thing and share with people what you learned and how you learned it to get better at that. Yeah, skill development. This is where people bastardize the work work, work harder, work smarter thing, mm-hmm. at least in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Because they assume that working smarter comes with less effort. Yeah, but that's yeah. not the case. The, the smarter for me is the continual development of skill. And then once you're more skilled, you apply those skills harder and you work harder and that you know that's how you grow. For me, copywriting, I was always a creative writer as a kid. I really enjoy writing. But our 1.0 posts, or can we say negative 0.5 posts yeah. or whatever for, for Fuel Hunt were very cliche. They weren't powerful. They weren't hitting people in the feels like they do now. They weren't as relatable. The skill of copywriting helped me do that and you too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's one skill that I've really honed since 2016, 2017, until now it's copywriting and I literally live and breathe Mm -hmm. literally. Uh, It allows you to actually say what you want to say. Writing to me is very therapeutic, not just for the writer, but the reader. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I can get my words out on paper or screen, in a way that I bleed onto the paper, the reader will understand that they're bleeding for a purpose too, mm-hmm. you know? So I started with um, Joe Sugarman. He's like an OG. I don't know. Are you familiar with copywriting? Okay. I mean, I'm familiar with copywriting, but I, I want to hear this because the way yeah. I typically do these kinds of things is a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit yeah. here, a little bit there. Yeah, so uh, I started off with uh, Joe Sugarman, and he wrote um, Ad Copy Review. That was the one that I, I think wrote. It was yeah. That's the one that I had recommended yeah. to you. And we're talking about old school ad writing, mm-hmm. you know, um, like in newspapers, basically, right? right? And I Which used is to, what we're back to now, by the way. Hmm? <laughs> and I used to hand copy, you know, some of his like sales letters and some of the ads that he wrote and really understand how he helped people imagine the experience that they would have if they had this thing or they took this trip or what, how he really communicated in words, feeling, you know, I'm going to get that book immediately. Yeah. And I started there. Absolute OG. And uh, I'm funny, man. Like there's a lot of great um, resources out there and there's a lot of great copywriters and people, but uh, I'm funny, man, with my attention. I keep it very like focused and narrow. So Joe Sugarman, I'll give you another name, Chris Orzakowski, mm-hmm. and he is a Jersey guy um, in the game right now. You know, Joe isn't anymore. In the game right now, uh, I'm part of uh, his one of his programs, um, okay. 
and uh, he's phenomenal. So he's another great guy to follow. And then Bedros, mm -hmm. you know, Bedros uh, is another huge inspiration. And they're kind of like the yes, and they're they're kind of uh, you know they're the three people that I look to mm -hmm. when it comes to honing skill and being able to bleed onto the page. Yeah. There is a book that I use, um, and I'm going through again now, but it's like 365 days of writing creative writing prompts. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have all kind of creative shit in there. And like, like one day was like, write two paragraphs for 10 minutes about an orange. So I just had like a timer for 10 minutes, like mm -hmm. describe an orange. You know what I mean? So like hard work like that, like isn't truly comfortable or you might not feel it's worth your time, but it's like. Um, a good resource for yeah. When I first read Joe's writing. book, like I went back to some of the posts that dude, bro, it used to take me like two days to write a post. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, they sucked. Well, in my opinion, they did. <laughs> like back in the day. Like I read Joe's stuff, and I was like, oh my god. Like yeah. I'm a systematic thinker. I built software for a living. I think in systems. But yet, when I'm writing these posts, I'm just like all over the place. Mm -hmm. You and, know. And the two days for posts, like, you know, from a business standpoint, which is not good yeah, for. Because, it, <laughs> no way, no, dude. No way. You no, have yeah. an interesting blend, though. Not a lot of people who are into tech like that are also into the arts. Yeah, I'm science and arts are my my thing. Yeah, typically he it's looks, science or art. He yeah. looks at science as an art, which yes. is uh, thank that's you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious about your avatar uh, for the brand icons. So, for mm -hmm. example, I'm looking around this room. You got fighters everywhere. I don't actually know who that is. Uh, bodybuilder. Okay, yeah, fighters, yeah, bodybuilders, athletes. Yeah. I, let me tell you how to run your company for a second. Yeah. Yeah, let's, do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, entrepreneurs, man. Yeah. Why, why aren't there entrepreneurs repping your stuff everywhere? There are, actually. Um, okay. uh, unfortunately, like, we don't. In, in the imagery. Well, I mean, Bezos is the OG on so, yeah. so, so let, me, let me back up. I know yeah. they're wearing it. I wear it. I'm an entrepreneur. I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't know how to work for funny, somebody. This is such a funny, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, it's but, okay that you did it. I'm here to interview you. Uh, <laughs> When we started this, like Joey and I are entrepreneurs by nature. Like we are big. Our the first person we were writing to was an entrepreneur. Like mm -hmm. I was like, entrepreneurs are gonna wear entrepreneurs and, sales, yeah. and salesmen. Like this is who this is for. They're gonna buy all this. I and mean, this is how we're gonna create this great global community, but real and then it started popping up in like garage gyms and, and CrossFit gyms. And we're like, oh, like this like isn't necessarily what we set out for, but like let's let's embrace it. Because mm -hmm. realistically our days start in the gym and most likely everyone who isn't on store or works hard, they, they start their day in the gym. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what Stanley cup just did. Yeah. That was that. crazy. Yeah. So we had a, so we had a very, in the, in the inception, we had a narrower avatar, mm -hmm. but then it widened actually. So right. our avatar or our community member, um, what they're about is wider than what most people would probably expect. It's only three things, but it's very wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean it's only three things? So uh, three characteristics. Okay. You know, and you can put any community member through this test. You can put yourself, you know, through the uh, through the test. There's three things that every community member of Fuel Hunt has in common. They're in the gym at some point. Number one, first mm -hmm. and foremost, they have a growth mindset. Second thing. Third thing is, they've gone through some shit. Mm -hmm. in life voluntarily or involuntarily they could be an entrepreneur who's chosen these circumstances and challenges or they could have a childhood wound mm -hmm. or you know an adult wound mm -hmm. exactly so those those three things embody uh what an eagle is in the in the community so when you speak about avatar they're the three you know characteristics and we we're them too <laughs> 
Same three things. I love it. Know? I fucking love your brand, guys. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we love uh, you back, dude. Uh, we do. We love you back. We do appreciate the tip. We'll get more content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurs. Bring me and I'll run the yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I need. That's yeah. what I need. That's what you need. You, need, you need some idiot telling you how to do stuff when I haven't been able to print a t-shirt and sell it. it. We are forever students. We are forever students. Lifelong learners. White belt mentality all day, every day. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love being here. I'm thinking about moving my company to Philly. Yeah. <laughs> We're still growing into the space. We have 10,000 yeah. square feet, so... You know, I can see a little spot for you over I'm there. I'm trying to get kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I talk a lot. I'm on, I'm talking all day. Anything I didn't ask you guys about that you think would be valuable for the audience to know? Just where to find us? Okay. Yeah, yeah where to find us? And uh, uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, at Fuel Hunt. You can find us uh, at FuelHunt.com, and uh, there's the jump-off points. Pretty much everything is there um, on the website. You'll find all of our made in the usa very proud of that transition oh, yeah, that happened that. this year can yep. we, so so can we just spend two minutes talking about that yeah. well absolutely yeah absolutely why like our mission i've said over and over again is a life of freedom without compromise mm -hmm. what that means is not i don't want chinese food for dinner tonight but my wife does so okay i'll compromise and get chinese food like the vision mm -hmm. the mission the values is what i'm not going to compromise on i yep. want a phenomenal relationship with my wife mm -hmm. and so if she wants chinese food tonight and it doesn't offend me i'm going to get chinese food tonight because the greater goal is my wife sure, sure. when you told me that you guys moved everything from a variety of different sources to completely made in the usa every single bit of it yep. the first thing that popped through my mind is these guys don't compromise yep and i thought that was awesome so can you share with me why because i know that's harder yeah yeah oh it's way harder it's way harder um nowadays this is crazy by this the way. is this is a hot take but nowadays if you're going to start an apparel brand it's um relatively simple to do mm -hmm. uh you know um simple not easy right, right. but simple to do with uh overseas product because overseas um there is uh child labor Mm -hmm. And there's forced labor and you can get anything you want in two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, here we live by a different standard, different values. Things take longer. They're more expensive. So it's definitely harder. But we believe it's the right move, not just for our community, but for our country. Yeah, man. You know, this is this this building right here that we're in, HQ, was a textile facility, dyeing and spooling yarn here for almost 140 years mm -hmm. until it went overseas. So the way we look at it is we're not only restoring the dignity of hard work, but we're restoring that too. We're, we're restore, restoring American manufacturing. This gave me the chills. It's yeah. like a poem. This, yeah. this left to go over there and you guys are standing for a culture that you want to embody. So you're mm -hmm. bringing the exact thing in a lot of ways that left right back to the same space. And exactly. the part that's so funny and triggering for lack of a better word to us is that a lot of our competitors and people out there saying that they're American companies have made in China on their neck tags, right? right so right. assembled yeah. in the USA. Yeah. When, we put it in a box yep, in yeah, the yeah, USA. Yeah. There are loopholes. Mm -hmm. There oh, are loopholes. Same thing with meat. I don't know. We don't need to get into that, but there's yes, no, the there's, please yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be another hour. Yeah, Drew yeah, yeah. will go an hour on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. What was I saying about the um, the neck tags? But yeah, that's that's earned. Like for us, that is we have an emotional attachment to that neck tag. Yeah. Like that that is an earned neck tag that says "Made in the USA." Mm -hmm. And I don't think everybody gets how hard that was. You should add every it's, fucking stitch. And yeah. one part that has been extremely difficult to to elaborate on that is we've had to take down some of our best sellers, like our gear bag that wasn't made overseas. That was our best selling product last year. We literally are still 
trying to find ways to manufacture that bag in the United States because we can't sell it for the price we used to sell it at and get it made here. Right. So, and people wonder why like, it's been difficult also to, we had to raise prices a mm. little bit to sure move yeah. manufacturing here, but it's a higher quality product. Yeah, lasts a long yeah. time. The, before we started the show, I told you, I'll take you into the back corner of uh, HQ. Let, let me do it. Let, let me vouch for mm -hmm. you then. Because I asked you guys off air, so what are you going to do? Run like a clearance with the old stuff? And you're like, ah, we're going to donate it. Hmm? That's money that you guys are just throwing mm -hmm. through paper shredder because it doesn't represent the values that you yep. want to uphold. Mm -hmm. yep. Nobody would give you a hard time about putting foreign stuff on clearance and selling it. But you guys know when you put that shirt on, you're representing something and you can't live a different way. Who would we be if we did that? That's the way we wouldn't be Short living to the, yeah. to the standard that we ask our community mm -hmm. to live to the standard we live to. Yeah. So you go in that back corner, man, there's some beautiful polo shirts back there, yeah. <laughs> but they're going to be, they're going to be donated yeah. um, because it's just not who we are now. And when we were talking about scale, um, you know, and the challenges intentionally standing up challenges in front of us, cutting over to hundred percent made in the USA was a huge challenge. It would have been helpful to do some clearance mm -hmm. with, um, some products that were sourced from elsewhere, but we, we rip off the fucking bandaid. Yeah. We, were, we dove right we're, in. We're bad. That's as people, like we're the big rip off the bandaid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got some wounds. Yeah. 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 You, you can bullet. see the scars. I'll tell you the stories yeah. of scars, not the stories of open wounds, but sure. that one's a scar now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do it here cause it would be a long, a long thing. But what I want people to know is, um, one of the reasons that I'm out here, obviously we talked about this is that we're partnering up on a t-shirt. Uh, I'm super stoked about it because our audience, our community at active mm -hmm. life has been asking, where's the gear? 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 And I'm like, yo, you don't know how hard it is to actually stand up a legit apparel shop that I don't have to be in the back putting stuff in boxes and making sure it's going out to the right place. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you guys for giving our active life community the opportunity to wear something with our brand on it. That's also going to have yours. So they have a double standard they need to hold when they put it on their backs. And if you're listening to this, make sure you grab a piece. Yeah. Make sure you grab one. I, I, I love that. So well said. I almost don't have to add anything, but thank you. Thank you for trusting us with that because mm -hmm. just like you are trusting um, just like, you know, we're trusting you, you're trusting us and our communities are so similar, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they live by the rules of the few, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, we're very grateful for the opportunity too. And it's a banger for the record of, of a T yeah. it's a banger that really embodies what fuel hunt is, what active life is and what freedom without compromises. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right. That's All right. It. Yeah.